Hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you with a another edition of the Word of the King. Glad you joined us here at HolinessBiblesForTheBlind.org. And I would like to thank once again Brother Ken Wolfgang for giving me, as he was led by the Spirit of God, a place here at the ministry for HolinessBiblesForTheBlind.org as an evangelist. And I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for saving my soul and for his call by way of his grace in and upon my life as a sinner saved by grace. Saint, one made holy by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today on the word of the king, I remind you, Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4, with the word of a king is, there is power who may say unto him, what doest thou? And it is with the word of the king, the king of kings and the lord of the lords as we have it, in the King James Bible and the English language, that I would preach today, God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross. I'd like to have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Father, I pray that even as Christ was crucified, on our behalf, may we as Christians be found faithfully crucifying the flesh with the affections and lust, living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, we know as many as are led by the Spirit of you, the living God, they are the sons of you, the living God. And we know that if it were not for the cross, Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world, Apostle Paul himself testified under inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So, we would not be partakers of your Spirit. We know that without the remission of sins, there is no partaking of your Spirit and of the life everlasting that comes through Jesus Christ. So I pray now, dear God, that you would minister to saint and sinner alike through this message. And I pray that as a result, dear God, more souls will be found glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Counting themselves crucified unto the world, and the world crucified unto them. For we know that in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and give thanks. Amen. Galatians. 6, verse 14 in the King James Bible, the Apostle Paul, writing under inspiration of God, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. The Apostle Paul, he writes, God forbid, let it not be that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We hear all kinds of talk about financial inequality. We hear, and we've been hearing about racial inequality. We hear about sexual inequality. But let's get straight to the point. Let's talk about sinful equality. That's right, sinful equality. We are all equally sinners before a holy God. Romans 3.23 declares, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're told in Romans 3 that there is none that doeth good, no, not one. 
Romans 3.10 declares, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So, again, talking about sinful equality. We are all equally sinners in Adam from the womb. Hence, Jesus himself declared, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God, St. John 3. For except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This truly is, right here, this glorying in the cross of Jesus Christ. You wonder why the world is the way it is? You who are listening? It's because sinners refuse the glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about racism. We hear a lot about racism. Well, I would start off by exhorting you, listener, glory not in your race. Glory not in the color of your skin. we got white men who glory in the fact that they're white. And they look down on the black man, or the Asian, or whoever else, because they're not white. Then we got the black man who looks down on the white, or the Asian, or whoever else, because they're not black. Oh, if those sinners would just realize that Jesus Christ died for the white man equally just as much as he died for the black man, equally just as much as he died for the Asian. Name any race you want. Jesus Christ died for all men equally. If men would just believe that and glory in that, then they would realize that they have no basis, they have no grounds whereby to look down an ungodly hatred of their neighbor. Who are you, dear listener? Assuming you are such a one, who are you to look down on your neighbor because he or she doesn't have the same color of skin as you when Christ, Jesus, died for their sins on the cross just as much as he died for your sins on the cross when Christ, Jesus, loved that sinner just as much as he loved you on the cross. See, skin is no longer an issue when you glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. Race is no longer an issue when you glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, in a world where men would not glory in anything other than the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, there wouldn't be racism in the sinful sense that we think of it as it is in this present evil world. No. How about those who glory in their riches and they look down on those who are poor. Well, assuming you're a rich man listening, if you're not a rich man, if you're not a rich woman listening, then just suffer with me for a little bit. Assume you're a rich man. Assume you're a rich woman listening. I read in Galatians 3, verses 13 and 14, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Again, Gentiles, those who are not Jews. We're told, verse 14 of Galatians 3, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Rich man, rich woman, if indeed you be rich, listen. In this world, we got the rich man, rich woman looking down on the poor man, the poor woman. But when you glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you, from your heart, acknowledge the fact that Christ was made just as much of a curse on the cross 
for the rich man, for the rich woman, as he was for the poor man, the poor woman. What room is there for the rich man, the rich woman, to look down on the poor man, the poor woman? What room is there for the poor man, for the poor woman, to be envious in an evil way of the rich man or the poor or the uh, excuse me, the rich man or the other rich woman. Pardon me. There is no room for such hatred on behalf of the rich upon the poor. There is no room for such envy on behalf of the poor toward the rich when both poor and rich glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the poor must remember But Jesus Christ died just as much for the rich. And the rich must remember that Jesus Christ was made a curse on the cross just as much for the poor. So, again, God hath made him, Christ Jesus, to be sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Whether you be rich, materially speaking, whether you be poor, materially speaking. I can tell you with all assurance, even as I glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ was made sin for you. That you have made the righteousness of God in Him. So why are you continuing in your sin? Why are you continuing in your unrighteous state? Be you rich, be you poor. You die in your sins. There is hell to pay. We're told in Revelation 20, verses 14 and 15, Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Then there are those who glory in their sexuality. They glory in their sexuality. You know, there's much talk nowadays, there's been for some time, and the sodomites, the homosexuals, keep pushing their quote-unquote gay marriage, as they call it. Well, they glory in their sexuality. You know, heterosexuals never had. Those who men would define as being straight. Heterosexuals, those who believe in marriage between man and a woman, they never had to go out in the street and have a heterosexual pride day. They didn't have to go out and march down the streets and demand their rights and have to convince anyone in society that there was anything right about what they were doing because the heterosexual way is the normal way. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, not Molly and Eve. No, the heterosexuals never had to have their heterosexual pride day. Oh, but the, the quote-unquote gays, the sodomites, Homosexuals, they sure do. They got to have their gay pride day. They got to somehow march and they got to somehow glory in their sexuality. Not that it's any more right for the heterosexual to glory in their heterosexuality. And yet I will admit that there are those, like this Fred Phelps guy down in Kansas, and those who take after him in his spirit, that glory in their heterosexuality so much that they actually look down upon the sodomite homosexual in a way that is 
in no way, shape, or form Christ-like. Now don't you go and don't you start saying that I in any way, shape, or form condoned homosexuality or sodomy. I never did say that sodomy, homosexuality is okay. No, it's an abomination. But I'm simply saying that if you glory in your heterosexuality, you who are listening and you're not a sodomite or what society would call homosexual, if you glory in your heterosexuality more than you glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, if you be a Christian and you glory in your heterosexuality more than you glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, you're not going to see any need, nor are you going to have any compassion whatsoever to provoke the sodomite to repentance so that the sodomite, the homosexual, can get right with God and begin to glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and go and sin no more. No, if, if, if you glory in your heterosexuality more than you glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, you'll just feel it, be just like that Fred Phelps guy down in Kansas where all you get done doing is you just hold, get done holding up signs saying God hates fags and you never give him any hope for Jesus Christ. You never present the gospel to him. You never let them know that there is a way out of their sin. Oh, but sodomite, homosexual, if you're listening, let me warn you that you're glorying in your homosexuality, what God calls sodomy. It will be the very snare, along with the unbelief, of course. The unbelief is the ultimate snare, because it's your unbelief that drives you not to believe what the Word of God says about your sin and about the one who can save you from your sin. It's going to be a snare to you. Oh, but if we just lived in a world where sinners, far and wide in the uttermost parts of the earth, just gloried in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, it is written, Colossians 1, 17 through 20. Speaking of Jesus Christ, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And verse 21 does say, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Hey, whatever your sin, whatever your sin, you who are alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, God is more than able and willing to reconcile you through the blood of the cross of his son, Jesus Christ. Believest thou this? <laughs> believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Repent, believe the gospel, that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Oh, if we just lived in a world where sinners gloried in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, and not in their sexuality, there would be no room for the heterosexual to hate the sodomite, to hate the homosexual, Fred Phelps style, <laughs> as I'll call it, with an ungodly hatred. And there would be no room for the homosexual, for the sodomite, to hate the heterosexual for rightfully condemning their sodomy and their, how about their homosexuality? That's right, homosexual. That's right, Sodomite. If we just lived in a world where sinners gloried in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, there'd be no room for you to look down on that heterosexual 
who in love condemns what you are doing is sin. Because he or she doesn't want to see you perish in your sins and tries to point you to Jesus Christ. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I under the world. And God forbid, dear listener, that you should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, then there's those who glory in their political party. Hey, you're going to glory in the fact that you're a Democrat? Then, you be not born again, then you must be ready to suffer, to perish with the damned Democrats. I warn you, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You want to glory in the fact that you are a Republican? All the while refusing to glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ? Are you ready to rot with the Republicans who don't repent and get right with God? You want to glory in the fact that you're an independent? And all the while you're walking independently of the living God? Proud, like your father the devil? You want to boast and you want to glory in the fact that you're a libertarian? Well, guess what? You reject Jesus Christ, there is no liberty. You're against Jesus Christ, you're against liberty, so don't be calling yourself a libertarian. God forbid that I, God forbid, forbid that you should glory, saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Jesus Christ said it this way in St. Mark, chapter 8. St. Mark, chapter 8. It is written, St. Mark 8, verse 34, When he had called the people unto him, but his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. See, those who glory in anything other than the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, they don't have time. They don't have the heart to take up their cross for Jesus. They don't have time in their minds. Lord knows, God gives you, sinner, Whoever you are listening, God gives you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. In reality, you got time to take up your cross, but you just don't want to. You don't got the heart to. If you're glorying something other than the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus goes on, verse 35 of St. Mark 8. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake in the Gospels, the same shall save it. Verse 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Verse 37, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Verse 38, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Oh, if we just lived in a world where sinners to the uttermost ends of the earth, gloried in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, nothing but his cross, there wouldn't be room for the independent to look down on all the other political parties, there wouldn't be room for the Democrat to look down on the Republican. The Republican look down on the Democrat. You get my point. Stop glorying your political party if that shoe fits. Wear it and repent and glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're told, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Then there are those who glory in their religion. I'm reminded of the whole 
uh, war that is going on between the Sunni and the Shiite Muslims. Hey, I know it would end all the strife between the Sunni and the Shiite Muslims. If they would just start glorying the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, and not in their so-called prophet Muhammad and their so-called holy book, which is no holy book at all. It's from the pit of hell, the Quran. No. They don't want to do that. They don't want to glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. They, they want to glory in their religion. So guess what? The Sunni keeps finding a reason to look down the Shiite. The Shiite keeps finding a reason to look down and condemn the Sunni. Oh, if only the Sunni would just look at the Shiite and say, I love you with Christ's love because I know Christ Jesus. He died just as much for me as he died for you and died just as much for you as he died for me and my sins. Oh, but they're not going to do that if they want to glory in their religion. you got the Roman Catholics glorying in their sacraments, glorying in Mary. you got sinners of all denominations and glorying in their denomination. Even the, there's lost Baptists out there that are even glorying in the title Baptist more than they're glorying in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? They all give place to the devil by refusing the glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. They never learn what it means to truly want to love their neighbor as themselves. Because they never have learned what it means to want to love the Lord their God with all their heart because they don't glory in his cross. Oh, but the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 17, verses, chapter 1, excuse me, verses 17 and 18, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Don't glory in your religion, whatever it is. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Glory in Jesus Christ and his cross, listener. It is written in Ephesians. Uh, the Orthodox, the very, very staunch Jew, all looks down on the Gentile, that goyim, that dog. Oh, but we're told in Ephesians. We're told in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, starting in verse 8, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. For we are as workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Verse 11, Wherefore remember, that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Here we have, in Hebrew, goyim, Gentiles, who God, by way of the Messiah of Israel, Jesus Christ, had reconciled unto himself. And Paul, in Hebrew of Hebrews, is writing to these goyim, these Gentiles, who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus... You sometimes were far off, or made nigh by the blood of Christ. Verse 14, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall partition between us. So we see right here, that 
You read down here, verse 15 and 16, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments containing ordinances for the making himself between one new man, so making peace, we have the body of Christ, the church, Jew and Gentile, one body, body of Christ, Messiah. Verse 16, how? And that he might reconcile both of them to God in one body, talking about the body of Christ, the church, by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. So it's through the cross of Jesus Christ and our glory in the cross of Jesus Christ that Jew and Gentile come together as one. The Jew no longer looks down on the Gentile, the goyim, the dog. And the Gentile, the goyim, no longer looks down on the Jew with his uh, anti-Semitic hate. Jew and Gentile, one body. In and through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We're told in Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And in Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, it is written, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The race is on, Christian. Keep running strong for Jesus Christ. Lay aside the sin which doeth so easily beset you, and may we all run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Revelation 21, verse 8. But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Jesus, the Lamb of God, he suffered without the gate to sanctify us with his own blood. To sanctify, to make us holy. Dear listener, are you willing to suffer for him? By God's grace, I can say, and I ask for his help every day, I want to suffer for him. Dear listener, you have access to the throne of grace. Pray that I do. Truly take up my cross and follow Jesus. It's my prayer that you take up your cross and follow Jesus. Glory in his cross. Glory in him alone. He that glorieth, we're told, let him glory in the Lord. St. Luke 16. St. Luke 16. Winding down this edition of the Word of the King. It is written, starting in verse 19. We were talking earlier about the rich man, the rich woman, glorying in their riches. Oh, we got one right here, a certain rich man who I'm sure gloried in his riches and looked down on the poor. Like those who would not glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ today, but would glory in their riches. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, 
and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, where were the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died. It's going to come to pass, sinner. You're going to die. For it's appointed a man who wants to die, but after this the judgment. You have sinned, and the word of God declares, The soul that sinneth shall surely die. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels in Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes. Where are you going to lift up your, hell, your eyes? Sinner, where are you going to lift up your eyes, dear listener? The moment you die. It's written to this rich man in hell. He lift up his eyes, being in torments. And seeth Abraham a fall off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Oh, are you going to cry and weep and wail and gnash your teeth when you die, sinner? You die in your sins without Jesus Christ, you surely will. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus, evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither, we, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Jesus Christ has already risen from the dead for you, for you, dear listener, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Trust in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and the cross alone for you. Glory in his cross till Jesus comes. This has been the word of the King. Till next time, God bless you and yours.